am from Arkansas, and my dad was a coal miner. That kind of makes me a coal miner's daughter. That makes so much sense now. All Talk of them had fringe, that. She had some fringe bangs. Yeah, those were good. But that would be your role. Like, if we had a band, I think, like, you'd be the pretty would, one the, playing the tambourine. The tambourine because and like, you have to have sing. a lot of talent to slap that thing on your wrist Absolutely. or leg. See, we're just, like, talking all... <laughs> I'm so excited I because I loved, loved, loved this movie. I cannot... I felt humbled to actually get to talk with them. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that you were this cool. Thanks for talking with me. I feel like a peon. Yeah, you are. Guys, guess what? It's Taylor and Greg. Hey, everybody. And we have something very special today. We're live. Can you believe it? We we're, not even, doing, we're not even superimposed. No, it's Look. crazy. We have been doing everything I am right here. He's right here. Believe it but, or not. But I can't touch him. No. Because his face is new. It's not new. You can see all the wrinkles. It's probably because I went to Tokyo and I have no money to fix the face anymore. So it's all going downhill. But you got to drive in Rolls Royce. Multiple times. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I could so get used to that yeah. lifestyle. Although it was from like. 2015. I was like, how old, <gasps> how old is this Rolls? And he was what? like, 2015. I'm like, uh. 2015. It still had a refrigerator and some other things. And um, it was really fancy. Sad. I loved it. 2015. Really it was in that uh, British racing green. Mm. Anyways, I thought it was cute. It was I a great wanted, trip. I always wanted a Miata that color. Um, They don't even make Miatas anymore. So I did when I was 13. I a wanted, vintage Miata. When I was 13, I wanted a British racing green Miata with camel interior. My dreams never came true. Everybody just everyone want them to know. Can, but now it is. Everyone can I'm next drink because you. you were here all the way yeah. from Ardmore, Oklahoma. Woo-hoo! Visiting family, which I love. And speaking of family, this week's episode is going to be amazing, of course. Or maybe not. Who knows? Well, probably not because she's in town. But... Um, <laughs> We are interviewing our good friend, Ken Downing, and he has had such a crazy career from Neiman Marcus to, we know him from going to parties for years. We've known him forever, forever. And we're all not aging. We're just staying the same age, and now he's doing Halston. So that's kind of interesting. So full circle. And um, so I thought this week we would do like songs that you might see on a runway, hear on a runway somebody's runway maybe in tokyo that runway some of these songs may have applied but anyway so i had to get real craftsy on this <laughs> really one this, i feel like every week is a stretch but this week i'm like sure well you know sure i keep it interesting sure. and some of these songs you'll never hear and never hear again and you probably have never heard them so or want to hear them again let's be honest but the one i love and i'm going to see her later on this year again for the 14th time is madonna so we're just going to roll right into it with vogue all right let's hear it Ladies with an attitude, fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's get to it. Strike a pose, there's nothing to it. Vogue. 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 Well, Greg, this is a classic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because this song actually was in, I think it was like a dance movement before in like Harlem, all these dance clubs that were like, had these ball type things where all these gay people, I swear to you. No, I'm sure they had many balls because it was a gay bar, but I'm just saying, um, it was like where they would have these dance-offs, and it was this popular movement before Madonna's song, and then really? all the gay people got all pissy because they were like, Madonna took our moment because they were voguing way before that. It was like a dance. You dance, so you know these yeah. trends, but yeah. Yeah. Madonna didn't create I danced too Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. So yeah. I loved it. I thought she did great. She looked, like, what did this come out? she looked amazing. It was in she 90. Looked. Was it 90? Uh-huh. I was I was young. I was really young. And she won a, an award, something for best song, dance song of the year, and then she did that whole MTV Marie Antoinette thing. Remember, yeah. I loved yeah. it. And the men were like lifting up her skirts, it and it was so all good. Let them yeah. eat cake. So yeah. I thought she was. That was during a more creative time in her life. Well, I love Madonna then because I feel like she's more authentic now. I feel like because she's getting older, that mm-hmm. she's trying to keep up with the younger trends, and it just it's not translating well. To me, 
but she I'm not translating. She needs to lay off. Either, so. No, she needs to lay off the filler just a tad. Well, you bit. can't see her eyes anymore. No. It's just. It's all just like prednisone. It looks like prednisone. <laughs> I've been on prednisone, people, so I know what that's it's like. It's not even fillers. It's just straight steroids. It's steroid shots. All in her face. Well, if you're I mean, the lips and the. Do you remember the Catwoman from a few years ago? Mm-hmm. Like she was a thing. I feel like Madonna's turned into Catwoman. I hope they can like my girlfriend, Angie. We went to, (laughs) not Catwoman, I'm not saying that about you, Angie, but she went to LA and had her filler dissolved. So I think that that's like a thing. She could like dissolve it. And then what happens to your face? Does it just go? Well, then you get a little sallow and then you've got to re-plump it up. We didn't leave LA until her face was fixed. So we were there for a little bit. Um, (laughs) We were there for all of 2020, basically. So what did you do during COVID? Yeah, it took a while. It took a while. You have to plump it down and then plump it back up. But anyways, love Madonna. Can't wait to see her later on this year. So another song that I know could have been on a runway, and I know this is a far stretch because you probably don't know this song either, is Love is in the Air. So let's hear that from John Paul. I think his name is John Paul. (laughs) John Paul Young, (laughs) I think. Maybe. John Paul Young. No, you are right. I couldn't read my writing again, Taylor. See? Well, that's why I'm here. It's called Chicken Scratch. And if you see this, this is old school. I just, I like to write it down so so I can't read it. We're trying to bring back a a new era, the old era, (laughs) which is a spiral notebook and pen. Mm -hmm. Young people, it's a skill you might need again when the world, you know, (sighs) goes down, down, down. down Yep. Shitter. (laughs) Anyways, let's hear this song. It already is. Love is in the air Everywhere I look around Love is in the air Every sight and every sound And I don't know if I'm being foolish Don't know if I'm being wise I mean, that's a catchy tune, right? Yeah, I just don't know why you picked it. It doesn't make any sense. Love is in the air. I felt like it could have been like... Valentino, just like. Well, I also feel like Donna Summers could have like remade this, and it could have been the disco era. That's was my vision, but mm. it wasn't. It was just a guy in a white T-shirt that was eight sizes too small with long hair and headphones in an old school 1970s studio, having a really good time by himself, and he was really into it. He was Australian. That's mm. a tidbit. Mm. <laughs> and this was the only song that actually hit the U.S. market, so. Mm. That's, that's why. I, that's why I picked it. <laughs> no other reason, folks. Sorry, guys. I, All right. I'm not responsible for this. Well, the next one sure is a winner. This is okay. Full disclosure. David helped me with these songs, so you don't know David, but <laughs> David has odd taste in music, and so this is from the Scissor Sisters. What I've seen them before, not in Vegas. But I saw them at, like, some <laughs> gillies or something like that. He this. saw them in a 7-Eleven bathroom. Maybe. But they were, like, this popular glam rock moment in 2012. And they had a couple of other songs. But this one, uh, it's been on Bravo. A lot of people have used it. It had another dance movement to it. Um, anyways, we'll get into it. It's called Let's Have a Kiki. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the door. to get through this song and to understand like am i listening to the wrong song because it's like a girl on an answering machine let's have a kiki Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't get it i don't get it it's a camp they were all like camp music kind of and kind of but what's a kiki is it just like a thing it is a thing kiki is like where you spill the dish like let's have a little talk let's have a kiki okay cute i think that's what it was Anyways, it was well, a popular a song me. by... Was it? David. <laughs> it was a popular song it's on to his David. Little, 
iTunes playlist or whatever. We don't have that equipment, but I'm sure he listens to it, downloads it, whatever he does. But he made a mixtape. I bet you Ken Downing knows who. Let's do a Kiki. I bet Ken Downing does know. He's yeah. been around. He's got the same taste in music. So, anyways, we are going to hear a little bit from Ken real quick, and I'm sure this is going to be lengthy because he loves to talk and tell a story and. I love Ken for doing this, and I know he's busy doing. I think real he's doing. Stuff. No, he's doing like HSN and stuff. I That's always what he's, wanted he's to doing do real that. stuff. Yeah. besides us. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Ken, for doing Thanks, this. Ken. So here we go. All right, everybody. Today we have an exceptionally special guest. We are thrilled to welcome Mr. Ken Downing. He is the former senior vice president and fashion director for Nia Markets for over 28 years, but currently he is the creative director of Halston. We are so excited to hear what Ken is up to and all about his creative direction with Halston. So give it up for the famous Ken Downey. Hi, Ken. How are you? How's everything? Oh, it's it's fine. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> what do I say? You know, things are good. I things are good. Just always busy. If it wasn't for crazy, I don't think we'd have a reason to get up in the morning. I'm always, I'm always been a fan of crazy. I think it makes the world more exciting, right? I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. Crazy makes the world go round, right? It certainly does. <laughs> so currently, you're living in New York and part time in Dallas, right? Well, I am. You know, I, I've kept my homes in Dallas. I'm there about once a month, but I'm really time now in New York ever since I left Neiman Marcus literally three days after I walked out of the doors of that hollowed ground of great shopping I landed myself at my home here in New York City and I'm pretty much up here full-time and certainly what I'm doing with Holston has me very very busy so I'm only seeing myself in Dallas about once a month I miss everyone there, but it's well, everyone in Dallas misses you. I mean, there I, we were Taylor and I were talking earlier today. We're just like, there is no greater party than a party that Neiman's would throw, and you would kind of, you know, uh, iterate. So many great little people would come in, and you would always throw such great parties. And I know um, Dallas loves seeing you when you come in, and I know you come in and do some charity work and different things like that. And and uh, we miss you. You're we so do sweet. miss you, Ken. I mean, granted, you know, I've moved so many times from, you know, Dallas to New York, back to Dallas, back to New York, had children, moved to the suburbs of Connecticut, and now to a farm in Vermont. So my life has <laughs> taken me a lot of places. But <laughs> Neiman Marcus always felt like home to me. When I was a, a little girl, my mother had a personal shopper for me at the Prestonwood Neiman Marcus, which is no longer there. But I feel like I got my teeth cut in the world of fashion thanks to Neiman's and, you know, Meeting you as a girl in my 20s, I felt like it was like the biggest deal in the whole world to meet Ken Downing. And now, you know, we've known you for years and years. So it's pretty cool that we get to sit down and talk with you now doing Halston. Well, I love that you mentioned the Prestonwood store. I remember that store quite fondly. And I was part of the team that actually helped close that store down in a very gracious way as we migrated that store to Willow Band, which is still... They're in Plano in a gorgeous store. I, I feel like it was just yesterday that that store opened, but it's been many, many years now. Um, I, I miss everybody in Dallas. And, Greg, I appreciate you mentioning the parties that I used to throw. It, it's funny. As long as I've been in fashion and as passionate as I was about my career at Neiman Marcus, being a fashion director, so many people remember those crazy over-the-top parties that I threw. And, you know, sadly, a lot of them happened kind of before Instagram and TikTok. I know. Yeah. They would have been when they were, if they were posted. I, I think about that even with Holston now, you know, he was, he was such a revolutionary in the day, really grabbing the zeitgeist of the moment in what was happening in the world and, and turning it into this kind of fashion liberation. Could you mm-hmm. imagine would be doing today if he had a TikTok and if he had an Instagram, which is crazy, unlike anything that he'd ever done before. Well, yeah, it would have to be censored for sure at that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Greg, it's funny what was truly considered risque and, 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 and so unusual in the world of fashion when Holston mm-hmm. was creating. I mean, 
for, for anyone who is around then, who's listening, and, and anyone who watched the Netflix series or, or knows their fashion history, fashion was, was so constricting. It was super tailored. Fabrics had a real stiffness and a structure to them. And, you know, women wore pantyhose. They probably wore nylons, actually, and all the undergarments and the, the brassieres and the, the girdles and things yes. that they had to, like, wear underneath all these clothes. And, and this, you know, young visionary comes along and strips away all of that heavy tailoring and that strong fabric that was crunchy and thick and and invited women not to have to wear a bra under their clothes so they could actually move. I mean, the world was changing. Women, women were driving. Women were going into the job force. And, and he really addressed women so that they could celebrate how they felt inside in the way that they dressed outside. And, and I think it's why he really was such such a revolutionary designer, why his name lives on today with, with such a plum. And when people hear the name Holston, they're, there, there's such excitement in their eyes when, when you mention it. So he's certainly not only here in the U.S., but, you know, internationally really kind of set a tone that many designers still look to today. I mean, there's contemporary designers from the last season two, five, cap dancer everywhere, cashmere dress, yeah. a way of life. I mean, it's, his codes of the house now have become codes of many other houses as well. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when I think of Halston, I, like you're using the term revolutionary, but it truly was because it was so representative of the time of women, you know, having more freedom and liberation, you know, not only, you know, from a cultural perspective, but as well as, you know, the, the fashion of the time really represented their newfound freedom and not being constricted by clothes and, you know, bullet bras. And, you know, they had the ability to breathe literally and figuratively. So I think he really embodies a whole new generation of women that, you know, that we see now today. Well, I mean, and Taylor, I mean, when we think about it, it wasn't really all that long ago that hosiery wasn't a requirement in the workplace. Right. And, totally. and women, women wore hosiery with with tiptoe shoes that yeah. used to make me, but now the idea of wearing hosiery every day, it feels so archaic. But it yeah, wasn't that long ago that every woman was in hosiery. I guess if you're in the hosiery business, bless your heart, because unless it's group heights or something that's kind of, you know, a colorful accent, the, the idea of hosiery doesn't really exist in a woman's wardrobe because yeah. the, she wears a bare leg. And, you know, fashion continues to change. It continues to evolve. But it really wasn't all that long ago that that was day regard for a woman getting dressed. Well, I remember going to a five and dime with my mother, and we would put that quarter in that egg machine, that <laughs> egg pantyhose, and the color is, and suntan was her color, <laughs> and my mother was so white, white, that I, I just, I have fond memories of pantyhose, Ken, so I hope some women still, still sport those, and I know Valentina was doing some shocking pink ones, and I loved all that, too, but as a fun play, you know. <laughs> Well, those pantyhose in the egg. Oh my gosh, I remember those. And my mother wore uh, Hanes sheer reflection. I remember her torturing me in the stores buying those ridiculous things that she had to wear everywhere. I think now of all the kind of fashion, the, the fashion hosiery, it really is a leg covering, but it's not trying to match your skin tone. With no, it, right? no, but with a, with a sheer pantyhose. But I will tell you, the thing I miss the most about hosiery is those legs eggs because my mother was. <laughs> very crafty when we were growing up and she would save those eggs and we would cover them in glitter and sequins and felt and we turned them into Christmas ornaments and we turned them into <laughs> Easter ornaments. And you, that mean, was your Fabergé right there. You were making your own Fabergé. You don't even know. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, so, listen, tell us, um, I know now you're you're running with Halston, and I know that I turned on the TV not too long ago, and it wasn't Netflix this time, and it was, I came across you on there selling Halston. Tell me what that's like to now be in front of the camera selling a product, talking 
you know, at length for five minutes with a co-host or perhaps by yourself, just selling an item and repeating it and then selling out. I mean, that is like instant gratification. So, so Greg, I'll, let me let me back it up just a little bit to, to give it a reference. But yes, I Halston Halston is two labels, and when I joined Halston, there was actually multiple labels that were out in, in the marketplace. And the first thing I did is I had to rebrand. In fact, the rebranding of Halston overall is going to be going live in the next three four weeks. So we have Halston Premium, which is this. Berger Goodman and Texas Avenue and even markets in Nordstrom and Bloomingdale and then so on and so forth. And then there's H. Holston, which is in department stores and on HSN. Mm. And that's okay. where you saw me selling mm-hmm. on television. So I am, I, I am not only the creative director of How These Clothes Look and all the products that have the Holston name on them, I also represent H. Halston as the creative director on the HSN network. So I do spend quite a bit of time in the Tampa State Pete area on television selling to women around the world. But, but you know, Greg, I mean, doing events at Neiman Marcus especially was, was very much part of the Ken Downing brand and mm-hmm. talking about fashion incessantly. And so when they turned the cameras on, when I went to HSN, but I will tell you, you have to go through training before you can actually do a live HSN show. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been done television, how many times you've been on TV, talk shows, or otherwise. You have to go through HSN training. If you don't <laughs> through it, you don't get on the air. So it is <clears throat> something else I just add to my resume. And in fact, I was in Tampa, St. Pete at the HSN studios not long ago, and Jacqueline Smith was on. Wow. And yes, she hasn't aged a bit. She looks flawless. She has not aged a bit, and she is just lovely and sweet. She, too, went through the training before she went on air. Um, so you, you have to go through all of this. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because, you have an earphone, and so they can communicate with you. Um, you have a screen in front of you where you can see the selling as it's happening in real time. You have your own camera. The host has their camera. And then there's a camera in between that covers the both of you. And then there's two remote cameramen when you wow. go play with the model. So it is, it is quite a performance in and of itself that the consumer doesn't even see with all these cameras that are everywhere. Um, but it's actually quite fun. I, I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy when they have the customers call in. And, and I'll tell you, I, I've been selling a sweater, and I think I sold like 5,000 of it in three minutes or something just crazy, if you can imagine. And... A customer called from Chicago, and she knew me from my name and Marcus years, and she was sharing that Halston really started his career in Chicago because he went to the uh, <clears throat> the Chicago Institute, Chicago Art Institute, and he designed hats that were sold in the Chicago area before he went on to Bordeaux Goodman, and. She was so charming and it was so sweet. Halston designed her daughter's bridesmaid's dresses. And I said, do you still have any Halstons in your closet? Oh, yes, Ken, of course I do. And it was, it was just, it was the sweetest. I mean, I have to say, I almost teared up on camera hearing this amazing woman talk to me about how Halston was, you know, part of her life when, when she was a young woman and as she became a mother with her own daughters. So it's it's not only exciting to sell, but it's exciting the people you meet over the phone. And knowing that you can bring really beautiful fashion to a person, you know, that's on the other end of the camera or online. You know, if you think about it, HSN was kind of like the pre-Amazon of shopping, you know. Now we can just, like, sit on our phone and, like, order whatever we want from our phones. But, you know, HSN was, you know, one of the pioneers and being able to, 
order whatever you want from home and be able to get beautiful fashion. So I think it's very cool that it's still so successful and, you know, Halston is at the forefront of all this. But, you know, we, we are, we're launching on the 23rd next week with Sea Wonder, a brand that we bought here at our parent company, Excel Brands, and it's being printed by Christian Siriano. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a little funny side note, I, not only am I the creative director of Halston, but as of January 1st, I'm the chief creative officer of all of Excel brands. So I work with Isaac Mizrahi and Judith Ripken Jewelry and Christian Seriana for Sea Wonder, Lori Goldstein with Logo. Um, so we're, we're kind of, if you will, an interactive conglomerate that creates brands and, and brings partners in. So creatively, I'm working with all of these people um, on, on their branding, the imagery that you would see um, online and, and any campaigns and things that we do. Um, so Christian hasn't gone on air yet. He's super excited about it. But we that story just launched in Women's Wear Daily a few days ago with some amazing photography that I had art directed with him. Um, but the, you know, it's it's kind of like live stream selling, which has taken just hold of of the Far East, and it slowly that whole sensibility of live stream selling is moving here to U.S. So a lot of interactive TV was kind of the 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 early days of what live stream selling is going to become here in U.S. And you're going to see more and more live stream selling events across the country, and I'll be doing a lot of live stream selling, too, from department stores, from specialty stores, wherever you want to actually have a live streaming event. Well, that's super exciting, and the fact that you're pairing up with a friend of ours, Christian, which we loved all of that because that was during our heyday of doing Million Dollar Shopper and, and getting to go to a lot of his shows, and his creativity is amazing, too, so I think that's a great Great combo of the two and the fact that you're doing all these other things. I don't know when you sleep, Frankie. Yeah. I know you probably <laughs> and only right. need probably three hours of sleep. I can take a full 12 and I'm still not rested. <laughs> it's very say that. I, you know, I, I go to sleep for two hours and I wake up and I lay there for two hours. So I'm like, I might as well at least finish emails, put them in files. I hate sending people things in the middle of the night. Or if I have a design idea or something that I keep a sketchbook, which is, I guess, in some ways very old school. But I, I keep it on the side of my bed here in New York. So if it's a little doodle, if it's a note to myself, because I'm finding I just don't sleep that much. But the creativity and, like, all the things I'm working on, it, it has my brain probably a little bit in an overactive mode. But I've kind of always been like that. So you can have a few of my hours of sleep. And you Good, can have, I'll take them. I'm not using them. I'm not using them anymore. Well, listen, tell us, though, about the main line for Halston that you can get in a lot of the luxury stores and how it's reflective of what Halston did. Are you bringing back some of those fabrics that were used in the early years that really put them on the map? Are you trying to, you know, sometimes I know when, like, Ballman had different people that would come on board and and every time you'd have a different creative director it did pay homage but it also you know you you're going to throw kin spin on this you know which i think is great um is there any like sneak peek into what that's going to look like going forward oh absolutely it's such a great question because i'm asked this often and you know certainly halston has very big shoes or i have big shoes to fill with Halston. And, and, you know, interesting, he was like 6'2". You know, when I meet people and even his niece, Leslie Froick, who um, set up the Whitlock Halston Foundation where we give out scholarships to students and things, she she always tells me how much I remind her of him. And, and women are like, it's like he, it's like he's with us because you're, you're tall and you... you have a resemblance in the way you speak and use your hands, which I'm always I, I always find flattering. But he he was I'm six three and, and he was six two, so we probably wore the same size shoes. So I feel like I can I can fill the shoes fairly well. But you know what, what's exciting about 
Tolston is that there's certainly a, a beautiful history and, and the posts of the house are, are very solid. But mm-hmm. it's, what I'm saying is not a retro rewind. And because I think that some of the fails of Halston in the past is that people have become so intent on being referential to specifically the things that he did, they they get bound by the past and it doesn't allow them to move to the future. And I again, just kind of the, the idea of what Halston was about, he was always five steps ahead of what everybody else was thinking because he truly did capture the zeitgeist of the moment in time that people were living. And and that zeitgeist today is entirely different than what it was then. Okay. Now, pieces that I'm literally obsessed with that you're going to start seeing, and actually, Greg, of all, you're going to be in one of these. I, I am re-envisioned the Duster cashmere cardigans that drop to the floor. Mm. They are, but they're, you know, because all of these beautiful cashmere evening gowns that were topped with these cashmere dusters and even at times did cashmere gloves that went with them, the cashmere dusters are going to appear in the resort collection that's upcoming. Um, I'm leaning a lot into the trench because it really is part of the DNA of the house, but they drop to the floor or they're in organza, they're in sheer lace that have metallic washes on them. Very, very modern fabric for the moment we live in. Even the idea of a deconstructed trench where it's almost turned inside out and the Mm -hmm. inside sequin played back to a twill or something like that. And, And certainly with the idea of sequins and paillettes everywhere in the market. Glamour and high high quotient glamour is going to continue to be part of it. But you said something that, that excites me that you that you even bring it up. Ken Downing has a lot of ideas and so it's really Ken Downing's vision of women today through a Halston lens. Yeah. So there there is a hyper sensuality to the clothes. There's a hyper beauty to the clothes, you know. I'm, and it, it's not an old-fashioned glamour, but there's there's a, a relevant polish to the clothes. Even if they're relaxed, you don't look like an unmade bed. You you mm-hmm. really walk out of the house and have people say, "Can't you look amazing?" Because I think that all of us, men, women, or beyond, want to be complimented and want to look good and feel good. And speaking of, I'm bringing men back to market probably mm. in a year and a half. Year, oh, that's exciting. Year. So exciting. Well, the cool thing about what we're doing with men is, you know, because, and even beyond gender <clears throat> fluidity, a, a great trench is a great trench. And be it cut in leather, be it cut in sequins and twill, Men have this great desire for stunning, dramatic clothes as well as women. And so you'll see that leather trench for women and you'll see that same cut just sized for men in leather. Sequins will be ubiquitous between both men's and women's and certainly cashmere. The, the cashmere pieces are, they're, they're superlative. Cashmere caftans, cashmere evening gowns beautiful cashmere surplus wraps that and, and they're priced really well. So instead of people going, oh, choking when they see the price of a cashmere or cashmere wool blend sweater, they're they're priced so you can afford them and love them and want to wear them and make them your best friend when you get up in the morning and get dressed. So the the cashmere element I'm super excited about. And the fact brings this really cool element to a short cocktail dress to a long evening gown, or you're going to wear it over a super cool tank top or a white shirt and a pair of jeans or joggers or whatever your favorite daytime pants, trousers, skinny jeans, wide jeans, cargos. It it really becomes your go-to cover-up, almost like a biker jacket. So it speaks to a multi-generational consumer it still has the essence of Halston, 
but it's for today. It's looking forward. It's not looking backward. It's like well, a I, go ahead, Taylor. piece of luxury. Well, and well, also, and- I love the fact that it sounds like a lot of these pieces travel well, you know, because we're all so busy and we're all, you know, trying to get back out in the world and travel. But cashmere is so easy. Roll it up, put it in your thing, go, and it's effortless, you know, and it always, I think just having something like that against your body, you can help but to feel luxurious, you know. Yeah, and it, it just adds that element of polish. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for traveling, and you know the the other the other element that mm-hmm. I've always felt with Holston, everyone who designs it wants to go directly to eBay, which is great. But the day clothes were often lacking that dramatic, glamorous moment that Holston really often, even if it was a cashmere cape or cashmere full-on pants or cashmere holster dress, there was, there was glamour in it. And, and actually, Kelly, you were mentioning luxury. You know, the, the interesting to me, and I, I've always felt this, even in my years working at Neiman Marcus, luxury is so much more than a price tag. Luxury is how you feel when you wear something, how it makes you feel when you wear something. The emotion of the clothes evoking you creates a sense of luxury. It's not spending $8,000 on something. Actually, spending $8,000 on a piece of clothing sometimes I don't think makes you feel luxurious. I think sometimes it makes you nauseous realizing how much you spent on something. Sometimes it makes you feel really great. But the clothes... The, the luxuriousness in the clothes isn't only from the tactile quality of the fabrication, but just the joy they're going to give you when you put them on. So, you know, I've spent so much of my career being you know, like, oh, you're at every fashion show. Fashion shows are fun. Listen, we, we'll never deny that they're not. But the joy that I've really got from my career is spending time with women in dressing rooms and putting clothes on their back and seeing how they responded positively and sometimes negatively. And, and how a woman reacts to clothes, to fibers, it, it's something that's just intrinsic in how I look at when I design something. And I also think that's terribly Holston. You know, he was very he was very close to the women that he dressed or made to order and spending time with them socially spending time with them, knowing their life and their lifestyle, being able to put these clothes into these women's closets mentally is as important as putting the clothes in their closets physically. And I, I, I will tell you, um, I had my first made-to-order appointment two days ago, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if we were immediately going to get into the made-to-order business, but mm-hmm. I've contacted by several women who want one-of-a-kind pieces, and so we've decided we've engaged a specialty sewing room here in the city, and we're doing made-to-order, and I'm going to be doing one-of-a-kind for celebrities. So you're going to start seeing red carpet uh, Holston in the next four or five months. Well, I was super, that was where I was going with this, because I know Holston really became great friends with, like, Liza and which is interesting because you're, you know, you know Liza well, and she's been at many functions that Neiman's has done. And, and just to be able to put some of the clothing back on some of the people, like, I don't even know if some of the Halstonettes are still around, but those were some glamorous bitches. I loved all that group. But, you know, but just being able to put that out on the red carpets, I think is really exciting. It pushes, it lets people see we're back, we're here. And that's really whenever you wore a Halston piece back in the day, I really think, it was a showstopper, or even if it was more casual, it still commanded the same amount of attention. So I think that'll be really exciting um, in the seasons to come to see how that translates onto red carpets and events and things like that when people are just hungry for something fresh. So, Craig, you'll be very happy to know the Hulsonets are still around. All of them. Uh, You know, Pat Cleveland. Well, I know Pat, yeah. Pat Cleveland did Art of Fashion with her daughter, Anna, for Neiman Marcus, but I'm very close with Pat. I see her often. Alba Chen is still around. 
I see her at fashion shows. Alba's still modeling again. Beth Ann Hartman, who started Click, and then Beth Ann's Models, and now an activist for diversity on runway, is still with us. Chris Royer, who is his fit model, um, lives upstate. She has a large group of pieces from the past that, because being his fit model, he gave her all of the clothes because they were built specifically on her body type. So yes, those those Halstonettes are still with us. Are you um, going to bring back a version of that? I feel like so, we need it. So I'm not only bringing back the girls from the past, I'm bringing new Halstonettes. The new version, yeah. New version. And you'll be happy to know it's not just Halstonettes, but also I, as, I've, as I'm kind of calling them loosely, Halstonettos. I'm, <laughs> I'm having men who are going to be part of the posse as well because I think that, um, and you know, everyone's welcome. It's, to me, it's not about paying an influencer to wear your clothes. Yeah, I it's about surrounding yourself with people who are passionate about the clothes. They want to wear them. They they want to be with one another, and and they it really is a community. It's a word that's overused, but the building a community of people that really love fashion, want to live this lifestyle, and people that want to be together and enjoy one another. And so that's what the new generation of Halstonettes are going to be about. And when you get your when you end up in your cashmere duster to the floor, you'll be a Halstonetto as well. Absolutely. Ken, I love a good item that goes all the way to the floor, but I, I the very first time I walk out of my car or try to get in my car and something like that, I'm always like, oh, darn it. But, you know, it's amazing when you're walking, especially walking in a city that's just filthy. You could wear it in Tokyo. I just came back from Tokyo, and their streets are clean. So any of those dusters go all the way to the floor in white, and it will look white when you leave. But I I just love that drama. Just it's you so fun. Like, uh, you love a duster. You can always have it taken up a little bit. I know. Bit. Well, after it gets dirty. You know, I'm even for red carpet, some of them will be lined in chiffon and gauzes and, and things so that the linings will drop out long behind them mm. and um, give, give a little extra, a little extra train. We're actually working on a pant right now that has an extended back on it. Um, it's a bit of a flare that has a train that part of the lining drops from beyond. I've always wanted to do a pants for red carpet that had a train kind of behind it. Why, why, do, why do skirts and gowns always get the train and the pant doesn't? So we're kind of doing a high drama pant with a train on it. It's actually very new, Greg, I have to say. It sounds amazing. It sounds very great. Well, listen, we could talk to you about this forever. We're we're we were just so excited to get a little sneak peek into Halston. I know there's just so much buzz going around it, and now I'm excited to look and see what's going to happen with the Christian Siriano bid and all that, and logo, and God knows you've just got your hands in a lot of stuff, <laughs> and then still on the board of of the um, CFDA, right? I mean, that's amazing. There's just so many things going on and then I'm sitting at home doing nothing but you know that is we, talking to me Greg are you are, are you a Taylor Post at the, are you at the disco event coming up in Dallas in May I don't know if Taylor's going to make it but David always drags me there friend of ours always takes us and it's always so so fun and full of uh, lots of gays well, I love I, that party I think this year and I'm actually presenting 15-20 pieces on the runway from um, the collections that I've influenced. So you'll, you'll, you're going to get an early taste and see it on the on the ramp. Oh, Lord. That, that'll that be a crazy night. Those parties go on a bit later. I'll I'll have to bow out right after you do that. But you're, going to have that to you're going to have to take a nap so you can stay I know. up. I'll have to have a doll. I'll have to go back to the Valley of the Dolls and wake my ass up. I'm, just, I'm getting too old for this is what's happening. <laughs> Maybe they should start that party like an Oscar party at like five o'clock in the afternoon or something. Then we'll be there. <laughs> I hope I there. The two of you, you're very, very sweet and kind to to think of me and and allow me to chat with you in the afternoon. I love both of you and and thank you for the time to be able to to share with what's on the horizon for Halston. 
Well, you know no. what? When we started this podcast, we were like, you know what? We we really wanted to encompass people that we actually genuinely liked. You know, it wasn't who was available, but just interesting people, whether you're a chef or you're a designer. And we've definitely been able to talk to some very creative people. And so it's been so much fun being able to share. And we will go on HSN and go to Bergdorf's and look for some of these items that I'm, I need to just put a little custom order. I've gained a little bit of weight. So put a jacket one for Taylor. She's an extra small and and I'll take a medium. I can always do a belt around it. You can always go back to your to a cube of cheese a day diet. That's going to work well for you. Oh. I'm sure. in Dallas or somewhere. When you're in New York again, let me know because there's always a reason to tip a little glass of champagne to celebrate bubbly today. Perfect. Always. All right, Ken. Thank you again. I love so you much. both. To you. We love you. We're so grateful for your time and just thank you for all you do and for all of your inspiration and you're the best. We're so happy we got to talk with you today. So thank you, thank you. Thank you both well. Be well. Bye. Bye. All righty. What do you think? He's a talker. I love him. I feel like, Again, I feel like I think... I've grown up with Ken. I've known him for so long. But yet we don't know him at all. Exactly. So. That's what I mean. And I think it's interesting, uh, we didn't dive into this, but you know, he doesn't even drive a car, which I know you're from the city and you don't really drive that often. But he's not from the city. We didn't own a car for, my gosh, I don't know, five years? A long time. But he's from Seattle and he didn't have a car. And then he- But he lived in Dallas forever. And he didn't have a car. How do you not have a car in Dallas? Because he lived here like before Uber was like a thing. Does he have a driver? I think his boyfriend or whatever drove him in a pickup truck (laughs) everywhere. They had a big pickup truck. I'm not lying. This is facts. I've seen them pull up to each. This is facts. Yeah, I saw him pull up to multiple functions in a pickup truck. Anyway. You know, I saw Ken um, Paris Fashion Week really long time ago. And I'm waiting outside this big dome. And I have an invitation and I'm just waiting. I'm watching. Which is a shocker, I, people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching all the other glamorous people go in. And then we get to be like, they're at capacity. They wouldn't take my invitation. No. I saw Ken. Ken gives me a big hug. I'm like, I'm, I, I can get in, guys. I'm a real person. I'm holding it up. Yeah, I'm here. And then it was like too fabulous. That it was really sad. I looked really, you. I looked really cute, too. And I was young. I had every reason to be there. No children. No children. Best body ever. Best body ever. Don't judge. Sucks to be you. I never had those problems. We just, well, we all, I have multiple problems. (laughs) I didn't have a problem getting into Paris Fashion Week, but. This is a long time ago. We weren't together, I think is We didn't know each other. No, we knew each other. We just did it separately. Eric and I were there for like a month. This is a really long time ago. We're doing a holiday over there or whatever. This is a really long time ago. This is like circa 2008 or something. I don't know why we weren't together. Eric and I were just there. We were just there. I'm like, oh, it's fashion. Let's week. just jot over and go to a fashion show. Well, we just were there. Like, they probably oh, saw your go. husband and they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the velvet rope, please. That's and he's as happened. tall as the velvet rope. So he <laughs> he could have gone <laughs> under the velvet rope and got you in. He's just a little half pint. But still, this he's much sweet. Than yeah, you. he's still taller. Still bigger than you. Anyway, speaking of an old song, too, another popular favorite, we've spoken about her or him before, is RuPaul, You Better Work. This is kind of a Every, Everybody knows song. this song. I mean, I feel like everybody knows this song. Yeah, let's right? hear it. Okay. You better So question for you. So is RuPaul, we can call him a him, or do we call him a her? I get really confused with all this stuff. I'll have to ask the person at um, Eatsy's that called me a she or a he <laughs> or a they. So I told you, you have a whole like following now with like all of my mom's friends, husbands. People? No, because they think you're hysterical. And like your whole shtick about like. 
my shtick. Yeah, your shtick about like being questioned, like, ma'am, <laughs> sir. That was one post that I did. <laughs> I about but evidently, it's epic. It's like a thing. You're you had to bring this entertainment to the masses is what it is. Yeah. No, but it was yeah. really yeah. a thing, you guys. So I'm, uh, but I'm sure. <laughs> I don't, anyway, RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul's been around for a long, ever, long ever, ever. time. Like before it was cool. Yeah, it wasn't cool. But yeah. the song was interesting. It went to number two on the dance charts. That was fun during 93. Yeah, I, I graduated high school or something. Did you graduate 93? Or two. Or four. Or did you graduate? I did. I <laughs> GED. Nothing no, wrong with that. It's no. very respectable. I like, um, now that it had to be around that time because that was whenever I went to New Orleans and saw her mm-hmm. in a gay pride thing or mm-hmm. something. We spoke about that later or another anyway. time. But anyways, long story, she was great. And the song, it kind of is one of those that you get in your head and then you're like, I don't want to hear this anymore. So you take a sleeping pill. You <laughs> go to bed and then you don't. After the club. After the club. I've been to a club in forever. That's oh, a God. shit storm. You, you and me both. <laughs> Anyways, listen, you guys, we we're going to wrap up this week of. The ultimate club song. I hated this song. Really? <laughs> I, I did not like it. I don't understand it, but. I mean, I, I can't say I, I ever loved it, but it was just funny. I was also really young when it came out, so I didn't get it. Well, but I it still think it's funny. 91, so you would have been in seventh grade. I was and, like nine. Yeah. Maybe and 10. And it was what? I'm too sexy. Right, said Fred. Yeah. Don't With the mesh t-shirts. I don't mean, he know was, who he is. You don't remember? I mean, I remember the you song. You don't remember the I video? I don't remember what he looked like. Oh, come on. No. He wore like a black mesh t-shirt. He had like big earrings, you know, like hoop earrings. He was bald. Did you even do your own homework on the song? Sounds like Pitbull to me. <laughs> is it Pitbull? Do I, need Pitbull to pull do, up, I? do I need to pull up an image for you? No. For right, said Fred. Oh, come on. Look, here he, is, here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Look, look, look. Look. Maybe you didn't have earrings. Anyway, I mean, come on. Mm, cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I don't need any more images <laughs> of right said Fred. Is he still hey, listen, alive? Probably not. I. It's a good question. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Oh, see. Yeah. See, there, there are earrings. I knew it. I knew. And so cute. Uh-huh. How do you not remember this? Mm, it's doing nothing for me. Well, I mean, it's. Classic 90s right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you guys. So bad. We want Sorry, to I got distracted. Thank you. Right side Fred, everybody. Showing up today once yeah, again. This and is we're fun. so excited that actually Taylor's in studio. I know. I actually do and exist, guys. Yeah. As much as social media doesn't believe that I am, I really am here. She just hasn't ever posted. Because what am I going to post, guys? Pictures of the kids, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to see that. Her husband. Husband's hair. Yeah, he has a lot of hair. Her going to the grocery store. That would mm-hmm. be a good one. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding. Uh, that's another one. Well, I did do one where I was sitting in the car waiting for Blair. Breastfeeding? I, no, I don't think so. No, I did send you one of those, but he didn't like that one. <laughs> I didn't think it was appropriate. It wasn't at all. Anyway. It was outside guys, of a farmer's market. That was horrible. <laughs> I don't know what's happened in my life, everybody. Full tits. That's Time. how excited her excitement. Times, level. they haven't changed. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. And Taylor's going to hang around for another episode. You get a twofer. Bye.